From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler by E. L. Konigsberg. Chapter 8. On Tuesday, they again did their laundry. The product of their efforts this time looked only slightly grayer than it had the time before. Claudia's sweater was considerably shrunken. They knew that it was too early to get an answer to their letter, but they couldn't resist starting down to Grand Central Post Office to take a look anyway. It was noon by the time they stopped and ate a breakfast at Chock Full of Nuts on Madison Avenue. They dragged it out beyond the patience of the people who were standing waiting to occupy their seats. Both Claudia and Jamie didn't want to look at their box in the post office. Almost didn't want to look. As long as they didn't look, they still had hopes they could find a letter there. They didn't. They strolled along the streets and found themselves near the United Nations building. Claudia suggested to Jamie that they take the guided tour she had read about when she was studying the tour guide book of the American Automobile Association. Today we can learn everything about the UN. Jamie's first question was, how much? Claudia challenged him to walk in and find out. 50 cents, each. They could go if Claudia was willing to skip dessert that afternoon. Jamie added, you know, you can't have your cake and take tours too. How about having tours and hot fudge sundaes too? Claudia asked. They stood in line and got tickets for a tour. The girl selling tickets smiled down at them. No school today? She asked casually. No, Jamie answered. The boiler on the furnace broke. No heat. They had to dismiss the school. You should have heard the explosion. All the windows rattled. We thought it was an earthquake. Fourteen kids got cuts and abrasions, and their parents are suing the school to pay for their medical expenses. Well, it was just about ten this morning. We had just finished our spelling lesson when the man behind Jamie, who was dressed in a derby hat and who looked more as if he belonged in the UN than visiting it, said, I say, what's holding up this line? I repeat, what is holding up this line? The girl gave Jamie the two tickets. As she did so, the man in the derby hat was already pushing his money onto the counter. The girl looked after Jamie and Claudia as they were leaving and said, Where is... She couldn't finish her question. The man in the derby hat was scolding the girl. No wonder it takes the UN forever to get something done. I've never seen a line move more slowly. He only looked as if he belonged. He certainly didn't act it. The girl blushed as she gave the man his ticket. I hope you enjoy your tour, sir. She acted as if she belonged. Jamie and Claudia sat with other ticket holders waiting for their numbers to be called. Claudia spoke softly to Jamie. You sure are a fast thinker. Where did you cook up that story about the furnace? I've had it ready and waiting ever since we left home. First chance I've had to use it, he answered. I thought I thought of everything, Claudia said. That's okay. You're quite a kid. Thanks, Jamie smiled. The guide who was calling the numbers finally said, Will the people holding tickets number 106 to 121 please go to the double doors on the wall opposite this desk? There your guide will begin your tour. Jamie and Claudia went. Their guide was an Indian girl who wore a sari and whose long hair was bound in a single braid that hung down her back to well below her waist. With one hand, she lifted the folds of her sari. Her walk was flavored by her costume. Her steps were short and light, and there appeared to be great movement around her knees. Claudia looked at her guide's skin and thought of smoky topaz, November, her mother's birthstone. She listened to her guide's accent and formed the sounds in her mind without listening to what the sounds said. Thus, when the tour was finished, Claudia was no expert on the United Nations, but she discovered something. Saris are a way of being different. 
She could do two things, she decided. When she was grown, she could stay the way she was and move to some place like India where no one dressed as she did, or she could dress like someone else, the Indian guide even, and still live in an ordinary place like Greenwich. How did you hear, how did you like those earphones where you can tune in almost to any language at all? Jamie asked his sister. Pretty keen, huh? Claudia seemed to have a faraway look in her eye. Yes, she answered. It sounded like, yes. Jamie inspected Claudia closely. She was holding one arm crooked and the other pressed against her stomach. Her steps seemed shorter than usual and lighter than usual, and there appeared to be great movement around her knees. What's the matter with you? He asked. You got stomach cramps or something? Claudia lowered his eyes to him, lowered her eyes to him and said, Jamie, you know, you could go clear around the world and still come home wondering if the tuna fish sandwiches at Chock Full of Nuts cost 35 cents. Is that what gave you stomach cramps? He asked. Oh, just skip it. Just skip it. Claudia knew she would have to discover some other way to be different. Angel would help her somehow.